This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Fighting back against ransomware. I'm Tanya Hall, and joining me is Adam Flatley former Director of Operations at the NSA, and now Director of Threat Intelligence at Redacted. Welcome, Adam. Thank you. Very excited to be here. Give us a quick summary of your professional background and tell us what Redacted does. So I spent uh, uh, about 14, 15 years uh, at the NSA. Um, I had various positions while I was there. Um, Started out as an intern and just worked my way up uh, through the ranks, and I, I ended up as one of the directors of operations in uh, their cybersecurity organization. Uh, I spent most of my career there doing various flavors of, of hunting bad guys on the internet, um, and uh, that sort of brought me into the transition into the private sector, where I've been for the past four years or so, uh, where I've been doing very similar work, believe it or not, uh, working in, in the private industry, uh, tracking down threat actors and uh, working with various partners to, uh, to take action against them. You are also a member of the Ransomware Task Force. Explain the group's mission and the, mention maybe some of the other contributing organizations. Sure. There was, I believe, something like 60 organizations that took part in it. Um, and they were a combination of security companies, um, uh, hosting providers, telecom providers, law enforcement, and government people all working together um, with the, the mission of essentially coming up with a framework for how we can deal with the ransomware problem. Um, because it's just been getting worse and worse over the past, you know, several years. It's been around a long time, but just the past few years have just been accelerating. And so we basically got together. Um, we spent the first part of our time studying the problem, really putting together what are the real issues here to face. And then we put together like a no kidding recommendation for how uh, this problem can be solved. And that was the, the framework that we ended up coming out with and publishing in, uh, in that paper at the end of April. The task force delivered a report, if you will, to the U.S. executive branch on fighting back against ransomware, which is, um, you know, a no kidding, maybe the no kidding report. But start by describing the who, the where, and how profile of the threat actors so um, you can you can sort of break down the threat actors uh, who who are involved in ransomware into into sort of two different groups. Um, they all they all are motivated by money. They all want to uh, to get as much profit as they can. So they they are essentially criminal organizations like organized crime, uh, very similar to the traditional organized crime organizations in a lot of ways. Um, but they they can kind of be broken down between groups that are operating from countries where we have good law enforcement relationships and countries where we don't. And that's really uh, the separating line between how you deal with actors uh, that come from these two different areas. 
The report breaks down its no kidding recommendations into four basic steps. Knowing this is a complex topic and we don't want to oversimplify, walk us through these four steps. So the, the idea was that if you're going to have a campaign against ransomware, you have to really look at it from a holistic perspective. Um, you have to look at options for um, deterring ransomware actors uh, to begin with. Um, you have to look at options for disrupting threat actors who can't be deterred. Um, and you have to look at the ability to um, respond to these events when they do happen so that people can recover uh, from these events with as little pain as possible. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The report goes into great detail identifying specific actions and assignees of these actions. One common thread I noticed is that the government is often assigned ownership of an action, but a cyber attack isn't like a kinetic military attack. You, you can't install a battery of Patriot missiles to eliminate enemy data packets. Doesn't the responsibility for defeating ransomware fall to maybe each of us in our organizations and homes? I think that I definitely think it's everyone's responsibility, um, but it's not just for defending against ransomware, but um, the, the big thing that I really think was the number one recommendation out of the ransomware task force was to, I, to declare that ransomware is a national security threat. That was the biggest thing that that took sort of the, the, the part that was missing from this fight, um, it, was, it was able to activate that part. So let me back up a little bit and say that um, there's been a lot of work that's already been done by the industry um, to try and defend against ransomware. There's been you know, really good advice has been published for years about how to set up your network so that you're the least vulnerable um, there's lots of security tips, you know, the top 10 things you can do. All of that information has been out there and people have been working really hard to, to try to, to work the defensive piece. The piece that was missing was um, an offensive piece of really targeting the ransomware actors themselves, figuring out who they are, and then working to dismantle those organizations. So we've been putting a lot of effort into defense but this offensive piece is what was missing. And the reason was that it wasn't given uh, the proper priority within the national framework for the government to actually expend resources against this threat. So by getting it designated a national security threat, that then had this huge trickle down effect within the government that they were able to resource it properly and we've seen um, that effect starting to happen now. It's, it's only been three months and the government has made uh, quite a few steps in, 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 uh, in implementing these recommendations. 
are smaller organizations and businesses less of a target because of their size and possible reward? Or do ransomware attackers follow the path of least resistance, if you will? It, that really depends on the actor you're talking about. Um, some of them have this philosophy of they're just going to exploit anybody that they can and, and get as many victims as possible. And they'll even take small um, small ransomware payments because their their business is their business model essentially is scale. Um, and then there are other there are other ransomware actors that are only going for the big fish. So they're only going for you know really big companies where they know they have cyber insurance and they they are very likely to pay um, people who have um, intellectual property that if that is stolen, they can then do a double extortion scheme that not only do they lock up their network, but they'll also threaten to release their intellectual property on the internet if they don't pay the ransom. As a national security threat, how is ransomware more than just a financial crime, but maybe even also a crime that puts human life at risk? Oh, absolutely. So if you look at... Um, the, at what ransomware where does it it locks up a network so that it cannot operate and you, you we've seen you know over over the past few years that there has been some pretty indiscriminate targeting of where that ransomware lands um, it's landed in hospitals that have put human lives at risk um, it's taken down um, like city city government networks uh, that also includes things like the 911 system, which also puts lives at risk. Um, there have been cities that had to outsource all of their 911 calls for a long, rather long period of time to other jurisdictions, uh, jurisdictions um, so that they could actually uh, continue to have 911 services while they're dealing with ransomware events. So, um, you know, people are often talking about critical infrastructure and you're thinking, you know, water supply, power supply. Those are also vulnerable to, to this type of attack, but people don't really think about how, how easy it is to take down uh, the 911 system of a, of a city. And if you do that to two or three cities, you know, you start having major impact because the ability to shift those calls to other places starts to, starts to uh, winnow away because there's too many calls that need to be shifted. Adam, where can we find a copy of the Ransomware Task Force report? Um, it's on the it's on the IST website. So the Institute for Security and Technology, I think it's uh, Institute for Security and Technology .org, uh, They have it posted there for anyone to download. Adam Flatley, Director of Threat Intelligence at Redacted. Thanks for joining us, Adam. What if somebody wants to follow you? What's the best way they can connect? Um, I'm I'm on Twitter and LinkedIn, um, or they could uh, reach out through our company website. Sounds good. Thanks again for joining us, Adam. All right. Thank you. And find and subscribe to more of my interviews right here on all the major podcast platforms under the Tanya Hall Innovation Show or at tanyahall.net. Thanks for watching.